Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony at the Women's World Cup. A glorious celebration of music from around the world, all written by women and chosen specifically for Cacophony by leading female musicians. In this episode, we feature music from Switzerland, where Katharina Noll is busy planting women's music in the collective memory of society. This summer, it's the Women's Football World Cup, one of those rare periods when the world's gaze is turned on the achievements of women for a decent length of time. In the football, it's 32 teams and 64 matches, and on Cacophony we're widening that gaze to music, with a sort of not-the-world-cup of largely classical music. For each game of football, we'll pair up two pieces of music from the countries involved, and you'll choose your favourite with the winner taking the points or going through to the next round. I've invited a leading musician from each country playing in the World Cup to curate the music, and so before the football action gets underway in Australia and New Zealand, we have a series of podcasts looking at each country in turn. We'll meet the curating composers, hear about the pieces they and their compatriots have written, and enjoy a feast of often new music, all by great women composers. Two months, 32 countries around 160 pieces of music. Let's go! Switzerland is a small landlocked country, slap bang in the middle of Europe, with a population of just under 9 million people, about the same number as London. Katharina Noll is an award-winning composer, pianist, audience member, mother, mentor and publisher. She's the founder and organiser of the Swiss Female Composers Festival, which makes her ideally suited to introducing music from her adopted country. I kicked off our conversation by asking Katharina how she got into music and composing. Well, I was raised with a music background. I had to play piano. Obviously, I wanted to. I was so young and so little, I don't remember. So I basically know all my life was piano. And I went then to study in Southampton. And we must say, we studied at the same (laughs) university and uh, there were already things like you should compose. Then eventually I did come down to compose and it's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so much fun. It's just so much fun, especially for orchestra. And uh, you should do the things that you enjoy. I cook a lot because I know how to cook. (laughs) Cooking is also creative and you put things together and try out new things and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just that I don't know my life without music. So Mm. I do it. Great. Mm. And Switzerland, when we spoke before, you were explaining that Switzerland has a population that's 25% immigrant, not even second generation. but Yeah, exactly. First generation. And you're included in that 25%? Yeah. Well, I see myself, I brought fresh blood. I see myself and that's enrichment. (laughs) When you come from a background where you don't flee as such, but it's a matter of choice where you settle down. I come here with a very different background because I met my husband and then we decided, oh, well, we stay here. Other people that escape places for whatsoever reason, that's a different matter. So people from from Germany just enjoy living further south because life is different. Lifestyle is different. You've been in Switzerland since 2002? No, it's around 2000. That's pretty long. So you're well qualified for representing Switzerland 
in this game? <laughs> it was in the back of my mind for a long time because I grew up with female composers. That was another thing. Okay, there weren't many, but we didn't make a big story out of it. We are talking about 20, 25 years yeah. ago, but we did have the subject in Southampton. <laughs> we did talk about female composers, but every country has its own kind of time frame. <laughs> and so... Here in Switzerland, it was still very no topic or only for insiders. And then I discovered in general, women are very badly connected here because men usually do the connections during the military service. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, women don't have that. And so there is a lot of, uh, of this connection missing of that these bonds that they make in military, they last for basically really until they pass away with loads of them. They still hang out together. It doesn't apply to everyone, but it does apply to the majority of people. Everyone has to go into the army in Switzerland? All the men have to go into the army? Yeah, they do. First you go for three months in total, and then you split it up in smaller like four weeks two weeks dosages for many years also if you look into that meta of weapons every household has a gun because of the man that is attending military service because you keep your army weapon at home yeah but maybe we don't talk about weapons so much <laughs> just that they connect there and and then and women don't they don't have a good network there are more and more Connecting platforms coming up now also with social media, business, women, and there's Women's Circle and encouraging women. happens. And you set up the festival for Swiss female composers. Yeah, I did. One day I sat in bed and I said to my husband, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to set up a homepage and I'm going to do it. And I had so many emails. I always say, if you want to improve something, you need experience. And if you haven't got experience in the practical way, you can't get better. So writing is one thing. Getting it performed is another thing. Things can only get better by doing, integrating, performing, and having it performed and that they can listen to their music. They can listen to other people's music. I always call it the collective memory of our society mm. and the change happens there if you want to change you have to change you have to implant it in the collective memory of our society yes i like that thank you so you've brought us pieces by entirely living composers Exactly. Because I say, well, I can do something for the living and that's what I'm here for. I can really make an impact for those that are living and trying to get their music heard. At the time when Mozart was alive, they played stuff what was newly produced, five years old. It was old. You don't play that mm. anymore. But now we're stuck. Why are we stuck with all this old music? Great. Let's talk about some of the pieces. Yeah, so I know Julia Schwarz. She is American and she's been in Switzerland for more than 36 years, actually. I asked her, I called her again, said, how many years is it now? <laughs> and so she's she's a conductor for choir. And that particular piece, what I chose, that's Das Christkind im Walde. Christ Child in the Woods, isn't it? Very good. It's based on, on two poems 
from the German author Anna Ritter. And ask her, what did you imagine when you had this in mind when you composed it? She said she just imagined pictures and because she liked the two poem, trying to merge them somehow. A cappella voices, so no distraction of instrumental additional sound. Her idea was to weave them together, merging them. And she said, it's in German. I said, well, that's exactly what I want because it is German. We are in a German-speaking area. We can cope with different languages. Mm -hmm. It's very beautiful and powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always find it interesting when you hear, because the sound of every language is so different. You've brought us a piece by Jana Eisman, a piano work. Yeah, Jana Eisman, she hasn't got a, like a repertoire of orchestral or something, pieces. She's a trained pianist of Polish origin, but grew up in Russia, came to Switzerland to study in Zurich, and she got married. She's got three children. And because not long ago she had the third child, the time for composing gets reduced. In Switzerland, you just really have the choice as a couple, either when you work as a woman, your money goes into daycare entirely. You can take it off. So yes. that's why many women do stay at home. Also, they really encourage that because you would pay all your salary for daycare and you would give your child away. Freelance for us women is the best opportunity and alternative. You can do something alongside being freelance, compose, teach, because you can really control the hours. Yeah, so she's a pianist and you can see it and you can hear it. As in, when I hear female composers performing their music, I can tell they are pianists or not because they just play it differently and also they compose differently because they understand how the piano works so the piece is called foretelling i haven't heard the whole album but the titles will have a very spiritual air hmm. yeah i don't know if this observation is correct but i think there is a lot to do whether you have children or not because i always say when you have children you cradle them to sleep and what do you sing to them? You sing tonal, traditional music. You don't sing amplified 
atonal experimental music because it's just very devastating <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for the outcome. And I think a lot of it reflects on these young mothers that compose and give their emotions into music. I think it's also a stress reliever and also creativity, turning your head off and saying, oh, I want to escape into a different world for some time. While we're talking about reflective, harmonious music, your piece, Crystal for violin and piano, is similarly reflective. Yeah. I just wanted to write something that people love because <laughs> I said to my friend, I'm going to write uh, a hit. <laughs> Very humble, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to write something that goes easily into your ear it's but it still has its ups and downs like these really good piano pieces but then comes the marketing oh, and if you don't have that well it yeah. stays in the drawer <laughs> <laughs> well it's out published and everything initially i only had it for piano and then one day i got a bit bored by the piano and i thought oh i think that needs something else right and i put it, this violin voice on top and then I saw Alexei Agudisman, met him after a concert, and we sat there in the restaurant, and there was a piano, and he said, okay, let's go and check this out, what you wrote. And so we played, and, and we worked on this piece for one hour together, and the audience all came back into the room and wanted to listen how we kind of worked on this piece together, being two, I'm the pianist, he's the violinist, he understands his instrument and he's definitely a lot more advanced than I am and the skills which you can do on the violin and blah, blah, blah. And these are, oh, and by the way, I can see you're coming from a pianist background. That's <laughs> why you're right uh, for the violin like that. And, and he said, but it's cool. And then it was like back and forth. Oh, I like it this way. No, I like that way. Oh, no, we leave it that way. And so we tried it and it was really cool. You don't feel this hour that goes no. by. We didn't have to discuss like tempo, which is you, if you meet up with a really good, you meet your friend and you don't need to discuss certain basic things because you feel the tempo. You don't need to discuss it. It's like when you haven't seen a friend for a long time, but you just latch on, just the way you left. And that's, that was just...
So that video is really created in the moment. Yeah, that is a snap from that time we worked on this. And, and then we said, okay, and now we play it. Fantastic. And is that his normal pianist standing at the other side of the piano? Yeah, yeah. It's um, Heyonki Joe. So he page down for me. I'm very proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great pianist. He's a great pianist. Very impressive. Let's talk about Sandra Goldberg. Yeah. She's also American, and but her ancestors come from Russia. Always interesting. So she's been playing with the Zurich Kammer Orchestra, Chamber Orchestra, for basically her adult life. And so uh, she's well established in the music world here in Switzerland. And she was a second violinist for long. Then she was then moved first violinist. And However, she composed alongside one way or the other. And she did some pretty big projects. Her music has been performed by Daniel Hope. We tried to get hold of the recording. We couldn't. And So Daniel Hope is a very leading soloist. So it's great that someone of his caliber is taking this music on. Yep. Exactly. Because that makes a change. That is what it is. Because slowly you have to, you have to perform new music that the audience is not so scared of unknown composers. But there is good stuff amongst the unknown. There's some really good stuff. And her music has this, has a Jewish touch or is it her cultural background? And but it's cool. She's very creative, and they are all these women. They have all such a good sense of humor. <laughs> they laugh a lot. So you've pulled a rabbit out of a hat, getting us a recording via Swiss radio. It's called Schmal. Sandra performed it some years earlier in Switzerland on on the TV, and we couldn't get hold of it initially. But today. She confirmed and said, I got it, I got it. And now they're extracting it and I can forward it to you then. I'm very happy. Fantastic. Shema is an, another piece with a Jewish angle? Yes, it is based on the Italian Jewish poet Primo Levi. Oh. And he survived the Auschwitz. And the poem is called Shema. So the word itself means to hear. So... It's hear, O Lord Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. That's just the, the mm. word of the poem. And that's what we are going to hear. By way of almost extreme contrast, we turn to Natalia Marchenkova Fry. Funken Sonntag, yeah. Funky Sunday. Funke is like a spark. 
It's for Hackbrett. So Hackbrett is like a symbolum. Well, the symbolum is bigger. But Hackbrett is really, in German, the broad category of all the instruments that are being hammered. Okay. Like a Zulzimmer. So it's like piano strings or harpsichord strings, but you hit them yourself with hammers that you hold in your hand. Yeah, wooden. With either with the leather or with felt. It depends what kind of instrument. I wasn't aware of how big the variety of this Hackbrett is because you have... Even in Switzerland, there are three different kinds. Hmm. And you have to know the range. And they sound different. Whew. And then <laughs> you have that the ones in Austria and uh, the ones in Bavaria. But it actually is a very old instrument. They are all related. They are going back to the former Russian area, the Baltic area. In India, they have something similar also in China, Japan, yeah, so the Africa. instrument, especially North. So this instrument is just really so international. But in Switzerland, it's played in a very traditional way. Anyway, if I just say something quickly about Natalia Marchenkov, right? Yeah. Really interesting as well. She was in Limburg for a long time, which is Ukrainian town close to the Polish border. And she was a renowned composer in the area she then married a swiss husband and came settled in st gallen and there she has done some huge projects unfortunately you can't record them they are so big and you have to see them in the setting one of the projects was aligning the bells of I think five or six churches of St. Gallen, and then you sit on the hills because it's down in the valley and you sit up on the hills, oversee the town, and then you hear this concert of the bells ringing. They had a huge organization of volunteers. It was a huge town set up, and she was the... Oh, what a terrific host. idea. Yeah, and I have chosen because Hackbred is the Swiss instrument and we have now Sonntag from Natalia Martinkova and it's funky and energetic and it's certainly not a sleepy Sunday morning where everybody's in church and the town square is empty it's it's vibrant and exciting the contrast to the tranquil music from earlier You've also written a piece for orchestra and Hackbrett. Rave. Yes. Well, I met this Hackbrett player, Olga Mischula. And so I started to get into this instrument. But I thought I, I, want, I definitely didn't want to do it a Swiss traditional way. That's not me. But this North African version of Hackbrett with the steel caps. Mm -hmm. It has a slightly different sound, so I try to imitate a bit from that. And I used to be a DJ, 
Ah. <laughs> Long time ago. I was young. <laughs> and I absolutely loved techno, rave, everything. Yeah. So I didn't want to have this kind of traditional dancing, but I wanted it more like rave dance. And I think that Hogbert really, because it has this hammered, has a dum dum dum, then it can go off in all sorts of directions with rave and then making the orchestra playing like a rave. Yeah. Great, great. I love it. I think you've managed to capture in the musicians that you've brought us a real sense of Swiss women's music being very vital and alive. And at the same time, in this conversation, I'm picking up a sort of a respectfulness of tradition. We're going to send the listeners off to listen to all these pieces now. Thank you. It was so wonderful. I'm really happy. It was really cool. That was the wonderful Katerina Noll introducing pieces by women composers from Switzerland. Let's have a listen. There's a YouTube playlist in the podcast show notes. One click to play them all. Please tell us what you think with a comment at cacophonyonline.com or leave an easy voice message on the website. Who do you know who'd enjoy this episode and this feast of vibrant new music? Please share it with them. Check out the show notes for other things you can do to support cacophony and female composers. Come back for more next time, and thanks for listening.